Hello and welcome to the Good Fruit Podcast, a podcast centered on taking a deep dive into music, getting to know the creators behind the music and what it's like to live life as an artist. I'm your host, Amanda Thiesame, and I'm also a creator and lover of music. I want to thank you for joining me on my inaugural podcast and also tell everybody Happy New Year's. We have made it this far through the pandemic, which I know has been very hard for everyone. Um, This is very exciting for me because I've been wanting to start a podcast um, for a very long time and it's been on my mind forever. Uh, I have a lot I want to share and I have a lot I want to learn and I'm really excited that we're going to be taking this journey together and exploring together. There is so much to learn about music and I mean music is a broad term for all the things that we're going to cover. Um. Hopefully, we're all going to become better at our crafts, and for those who don't make music, I hope that this is going to help you become a better consumer of music as well. Um, There's nothing like being able to understand the whys, the hows, the what, the ifs, everything behind the music. Um, So let's get started. I got my start in the music industry in kindergarten, And I received my first critique from a boy about my singing voice during a practice for a school play. Um, You know, obviously, no matter what your age or what you're doing, there's always going to be someone who's displeased displeased with a performance or whatever it is you're doing. But anyway, he blurted out, why can't you sing soft like the popular girls in class in front of all the rest of our classmates? And trust me. I'm sure I had a sassy retort, and I'm sure that side will make an appearance on the show. But talk about embarrassing. I mean, it really, really was. Um, There's nothing like not meeting people's uh, expectations when you're like 12, right? (laughs) Uh, Needless to say, that didn't affect me much because in my mid-20s, I ended up opening up for a couple of Grammy-winning acts and other things, which led to opportunities and being mentored by amazing producers and other really great, talented people in their respective fields. That really, really was an amazing time for me. I'm also a military combat veteran that served in Operation Iraqi Freedom, and even during that time, music was intertwined uh, in my time in the service. And that gave me many opportunities to sing the national anthem as well as the black national anthem. That was a very humbling experience because I never knew of it until then. So my mind was blown. Um, I also was able to perform for high-ranking officials in the military for various events. Um, And I I swear I've I've done it all. Uh, Military, concerts, concerts. you know, open mics, funerals, I mean, you name it, I've, I've probably, I probably have done it. Aside of being in the military, I also have a bachelor's degree in business administration with a specialization in technology management from St. Leo University. <sighs> it's a mouthful. Uh, I must admit that I wish I would have pursued an education in the music industry, but my degree has served me well over the years. And, you know, I just want to say that not that any of this makes me an authority. I am just very 
uh, let's say, grateful for my experience and very passionate about music. And I can't get enough of it. I love listening to music. I love learning about the creators behind of it. I just love getting my hands into the mix and, and learning what I can because I find it fascinating. And I know that this is where all the good, uh, you know, good juicy things are that are part of making records that we all love. I've been curious at the things that fuels the creators and their perspectives on how they interface with music and do what they do. And we'll definitely get into that as more as, you know, as the podcast goes on. But today I want to dive in into a little bit of the history because this is, you know, the foundation for which everything in the show will be built on. So let's get started. It's really hard to talk about anything, I guess, in the world without talking about evolution. And I'm honestly, I'm not really interested in the rival perspectives of religion and science. Um, as far as science is concerned, we don't know when music was created. A long time ago, people were just making music and they were singing or humming. They played instruments like flute and pipe. Um, they utilized random notes. So there really wasn't any structure. They just sang or played but it's been very very important in the whole uh, evolution and in process for us humans it's evolved with us since the beginning of time i came across an article by a dr j shulkin department of neuroscience georgetown university and dr greta b raglan department of research american college of obstetricians and gynecologists uh, they wrote an article called The Evolution of Music and Human Social Capability. Great title, right? It's just, ah, it goes right over your head. <laughs> they go on to say that music is a fundamental part of our evolution, and as it has evolved in humankind, it allows for unique expressions of social ties and the strengthening of a relational connectedness. I think that we can all agree that this is true, um, we find over the years various artists and people from around the world come together to join in song to celebrate our humanness, especially when we're experiencing some sort of tragedy. I always think of, we are the way, you know, and in a way, maybe it does seem cliche that it would bring us together and has something to do with us um, as social beings. But it really goes back to our evolution. And I think it's pretty cool that something has stayed with us and evolved throughout the course of human history. I think that this is a perfect segue into talking about cre creativity. Um, we hear that word or see it several times a day. And what no one says is the cold, hard truth. Creativity is not genetic. Um, there's no magic formula, but it is a skill that can be built on and it can be learned. So lucky for us, right? I mean, if you look from the evolution from the beginning of time to, uh, you know, tribal music, um, church music, just classical music, all the different periods where music has evolved, obviously, it's taken quite a journey. 
So if creativity is not genetic, that it's a skill, we can build on it. And maybe that's why some fail and others succeed because they're actually exercising their ability to do something. And I don't know why others fail and others succeed, and I'm not going to act like I do, but I know there's many paths to the same destination, especially if you keep an open mind. From what I've seen over the years, there are some things that separate those who are successful from the rest. Um, creativity is such a broad term. I feel, I feel like we always have these very generic blanket terms that we use. Uh, and I think we all find ourselves asking, what are those things? And you, you hear the generic terms, passion, drive, intrinsic motivation, work ethic, process, plan, strategy, whatever you want to call it. But no matter what we say, there's no denying that there needs to be you know, some structure and being able to complete projects or songs. It's really hard to just throw things together and think it's going to work, like making an album and throwing songs from various genres on it. Uh, There definitely needs to be some kind of workflow or plan to be able to keep up uh, with the progress, especially if you're working on a deadline or you want to submit music to an outlet, which more than likely they need things um, from your campaign or a few, like a month or a few months in advance, especially if you were trying to get, um, you know, some PR and you're having to compete against a major label artist. The difference between major label artists and independent artists is, well, one, you don't have a team of people behind you supporting your music unless you have a really huge fan base. It's it's hard to get ahead and get around the curve. And, uh, you know, I think that's, it's important. You know, you have to learn how to plan and execute. So that's also a part of the creative process and artistic process is being able to learn how to execute and plan. Um, I think a lot of people just want to make music and think that it's easy and and just put it out there. I mean, you can. You can just make music, whatever, go to the studio, do it on your own, whatever you want to do and and put it out there. But it doesn't mean that you're going to have success. I actually, I I read an interview. It was a female rapper. I can't remember exactly. I can't remember her name. But she had a really good analogy for what it's like to... uh, you know, release music and hit it big. She is like, you just keep on putting music out there and eventually one will hit. And she's like, it's kind of like playing the lottery. And I I get that. That makes sense to me. And recently I was listening to a podcast about music marketing and they were interviewing a, like a supervisor executive from EMI And she had said that it takes at least 26 songs before you ever um, come into consumer awareness. And I thought that that was really interesting because I've always wondered, you know, how many songs you need to put out there before people take notice of what you're doing. And one of the things that I've, I've realized is that I know a lot of people that make music, but 
we all seem to fail in the content and campaigns. There's already so many things that artists are thinking about that taking on the marketing aspect and creating content series and creating a campaign, like it's all very daunting and, and can sap their energy. So one of my hopes is that through this podcast, it will actually help to encourage my peers in the things that they can do to help them be more successful. Fear really does hold us back. When you don't know something, you don't know how to do something, um, that anxiety can creep in and you're like, what do I do? What can I do to make this work? So not knowing where to start can create a lot of overwhelm. There's this one podcaster that I listened to. I actually found her um, through looking for a planner because I was trying to learn how to, you know, manage my time, which is something that has grown to be more important to me as I get older. And the quote is, overwhelm is not knowing what to do. It's not knowing where to start. I think part of the formula to beating fear, especially as a creator, is starting. Reaching out and gathering information about something is part of the creative or artistic process. I think that people want creativity to come easy, and I guess that I do too sometimes. But I also enjoy the challenges that it presents to me in being a better um musician and performer and songwriter and I'm willing to work for what I want and that I want to point out that we we're reacting to the demands of the music industry instead of letting creators be intentional and actually evolve music we really need our creators to help us evolve as a society Since the advent of technology and being able to stream, there's been a demand for more, more, and more, and more. But does a demand for more equate to quality, artistic quality? And who's really getting to decide what that quality is? Is it truly the consumers? Or is it major label players that have monopolized, um, you know, the industry? I think... We are now entering into um, a level playing field where people who are independent artists have more of a chance or an opportunity to get noticed and, um, you know, make a living off of making music. I think people think that getting signed to a major label is the end-all, be-all, but it's not, Um the artists that are signed to major labels still have to put in a lot of work, and they do. So don't be discouraged. I want to leave you with some words of encouragement. When you are feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know what to do, always bring your focus back to the music. 
and why you started. Because when everything else becomes confused and it becomes muddled, the quickest way to get clear is to focus back on creating the music. And then you can start the process all over again in trying to build your fan base, developing content, learning to run a campaign. The information is out there, but putting it together can be a little bit of a pain, I must admit. So as I grow and I learn, I'm going to try to share with you guys what I find is working for me, and maybe you can apply it to your own music career and see if it works for you. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if you like my podcast, I want to ask you guys to subscribe. I would also like if you guys could leave me a review and let me know what you think. And if you have any questions, you can email me at management at amandafisame.com. You can also find me at the Good Fruit Podcast on Instagram. And from there, you can find my personal and music Instagram, which is the Mystic Biscuit. Yeah, you heard that right, the Mystic Biscuit. It's even hard for me to say. Thank you again for tuning in. I want to connect on our socials, so make sure to reach out, say hello. Let's get introduced, and I will see you next time.